let's talk a little bit about the moon. So we've been asked if we could go back to the moon, would we like to do that? Let's say we nope. could get teleported back. Sorry. Uh, Me, Kate, the player. Great. Love it. No worries. Yeah. Potentia does not want to go back to the moon. <laughs> Potentia does not want to go back to the moon. Um, in part because she didn't want to go to the moon in the first place. The first she was time, yeah. forcibly taken to the moon, even though I tried really hard to have her not be on the carpet, and Ben made me be on the carpet, despite rolling really well, still ended up on the carpet. Like, well, I think that was a very hard DC. He shouldn't uh, have, you shouldn't have made me roll for it. Like, I was just like, if you wanted me on the carpet, you just didn't let me have the roll. You just felt like you were, it was too late. I was like, yeah, okay. But, yeah, um, and I'd, sometimes that is the, yeah, as a GM, obviously, if you really need something to happen, then it is obviously best, typically, sometimes. just to uh, make it happen uh, without a roll. But I love that I'm a noise voice right now. This is great. This is like, yeah. wee, woo. Can moon crabs survive on Earth is a good question. Uh, uh, hey, Ben, hey, Ben, hey, Ben, hey, Ben. Um, um, what are moon crabs made of? And do they have air pockets inside of them? Because science. They do contain an atmosphere inside of their shells. So then they would get crushed because, because of air pressure being higher yes. on the planet. So... Yes, they can, but they very dead very fast. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to put them I mean, in a like a vacuum flask. Yeah. And also the gravity would probably be not great for them. They do have an exoskeleton, so a rigid body would help with them not be squished. But, no, no, no. But they're they'd be a, inside. They'd be a soft drink can. Wouldn't yeah. they? Wouldn't they go full like like yeah. crunch crackle? They would be they would Survive to the point where they crack, and then it would be bad. Um, plus, all their insides would be yeah, back. Well. Hello, me. Wouldn't um, be good for them. No. It'd be like it'd be like um. Can the, Earth crabs the, survive the on the moon? Can Earth crabs yes. survive on the moon? Um, yes, because we did. Functionally. Yes. Okay. So the answer to the, to, to can moon crabs survive on the Earth and can Earth crabs survive on the moon? The answer is Hi. yes, but not I for believe. long. Like, their sphincters and orifices must work like airlocks. I hate you. Yeah. Like, we've been friends I mean, for a very long time, but why, man? Why? Why? Why Why is that an image that's now in my brain? Why did you do this it to would me? Have to, that, like, they, that's how mine works. As, oh, as no. creatures living on the moon that contain an atmosphere, they would need to have a way to t- take in things without being exposed to vacuum so mm. i mean even just their mouths would have to have like some kind of multi like layered thing to eat and- what happens if we breed earth moon- oh oh i have a fun fact about that so the question is about earth moon crab hybrids it doesn't matter where you breed them sorry sorry it doesn't matter that you've bred them it matters where they are born and where they grow up so uh, the, your, gra- the, your dealing with gravity and pressure is dependent on where you are. It's part of the reason that um, I am incredibly bad at mountain climbing. Because Perth is at sea level. I grew up in a place that is basically flat at sea level. If I get, like, my ears and stuff do not cope very well with planes. They do not cope very well with 
climbing mountains because my body's like, what the heck in heck face is this? Mm. <laughs> like it, 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 the, my body doesn't cope well with the change in air pressure uh, that you get up there. So it matters where you grow up. It's my dumb fun fact. I will be like two seconds. Also, I'm not the, the question the stream, of could you, could you breathe them? I would say no. The, 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 the fact that they both look like crabs does not mean that they are genetically crabs. Although interestingly, um, there is a there is a phenomenon where animals crab cycle. Yeah, have have over evolutionarily over evolutionary time have become more crab like and then less crab like and more crab like again. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. I mean, obviously, mostly with animals that are it, in the ocean, but car carcinization. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I have a things question. become crabs and yeah so i i have um i have a question for you ben um uh this is from paul of all the challenges on the moon the paradox puzzle was my favorite how did you come up with it that, that was cool like playing that um when when we realized what was happening that was so much fun um yeah that's one of my favorite moments on the moon i think paradox yeah puzzle. i mean i i wanted to come up with a a lock that was beyond mechanical that required you had to have the, the right key to get through but also it needed like I, I wanted to a way to show how uh, advanced this this alien species was and how out of the depth of reality our players were and so putting them in like a time like space loop bubble was i thought a good way of doing that and i'm just really glad that and and this this was not edited in in a way that like made it happen this is what happened naturally is i got joe to do the thing that i did to give like yeah when like when i as as meredith handed her the key card and then later on she handed the key card to like a different version of her that yeah. was not like that was unprompted yeah joe figured that out for herself yeah 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 and i, I obviously like i've grown up with doctor who uh star trek loves doing this as well like time paradoxes are definitely one of my favorite like tropes i think uh when it comes to like fantasy and sci-fi um so yeah, that that one was a lot of fun because to begin with, obviously, we were thinking spatially. We're like, okay, these rooms obviously are connected spatially somehow, but yeah, being connected temporally was a lot of fun, and I think it was it was it was cool in that like going to the moon base. Obviously, we really shifted the whole genre of the show, kind of, for like a couple of episodes from fantasy to sci-fi but not in a way that felt super jarring like none of the stuff like it's not like we were shooting laser beams and like well uh, Meredith was at the end yeah but, like, <laughs> yeah you know like uh, the, the players I think the nice thing is we as players and as character actors approach the situation using what we as characters knew like obviously going in all of us as players are like, okay, this is some sci-fi stuff. But none of our characters knew that. And it was really fun playing that situation 
as a naive person who like is like in the steam age basically like we're on the cusp of the steam age in 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 D and docs basically i think Maybe a little bit further we've got some artificers doing some cool things Maybe a little yeah bit. you know it, like it, we're on... magic helps blow that line yeah yeah uh and approaching that kind of situation from the point of view of someone who would have no idea what a key card is you know wouldn't have no idea what a screen is what a server stack is you know uh i think that was that was a lot of fun and it it, it was nice to be able to do that in a way that didn't feel like one of the problems is in the reverse is that you know star trek loves a holodeck episode but it's really jarring to go from this high sci-fi society to all of a sudden, you know, hanging out with Leonardo da Vinci because those characters know that they're in the past, whereas our characters didn't know they were effectively in the future. And I think that made it a lot more fun. Yeah, I, I Kate, the player, thought the moon stuff was cool. But as you kind of said, we have to play these as the characters. And I really struggled with the moon arc. Like, the fact that it kept... Because we we recorded three or four times worth, like, three or four sessions of us playing, not... And every session we we play is three or four episodes worth of release. Yeah. And I, Kate the Player, was just sitting there being like, cool, I am having no fun because I can't make my character have fun because she's going through a lot right now and this is the actual last place she wants to be is stuck somewhere where she can't leave. And yeah. like, while I appreciate that everyone else had a great time, I had a trash time for four sessions, like three or four sessions. It was yeah, and bad it, for me. It was kind of unfortunate timing, you know. Um, Which is not on Ben, it's not on anyone. Like, I yeah. think the episodes as episodes are great. Please do mm. not, please do not think that Kate the player isn't like, yes, good content. Because I am. But in the moment, as the player playing the game, man, that sucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we had a question from Paul, kind of along those lines about, yeah. like, obviously, Potentia um, has been going through a lot, which means you, as a player and a performer, has had a lot of work to do recently. Um, and it it, yeah. it is difficult to sort of, you know, obviously, as players, we're all here to have fun and have a good time, and it's sometimes difficult to 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 kind of almost put that aside to perform what the character would be doing um so like in saying that do you have any tips for players who want to get the most out of role play and um because the thing Um, is a lot of people who are playing aren't performing necessarily I, i think it's hard isn't it because i enjoy role playing even when we're yeah. not recording, you know, I, 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 I love it. I, I would, I would go heavy into RP every time I play, but not everyone likes that. And so it, it's a bit of a balance between us doing performances and you've had a lot of that to do in the past few episodes compared th- to like people at the table. I, I think they're almost two slightly different I think there's sort of things. three bits, three bits of that question for me. One is, um, I made a decision after what happened on the bridge and I talked to Ben about it that I was making her go through it because I as a player am really sick of listening to content where something dramatic happens that actually would affect a person and people just steamroll past it and I'm not saying that every single actual play needs to have realism in it I'm not saying that at all 
but when I am, I have rarely found content other than Critical Role, and I refuse to watch. I don't watch Critical Role. I've said it. I'm sorry, it's, Internet. It's four hours a week. I it's mean, four hours it's, a week that I don't have, hard. and there's yeah. that much content that I, I would need, even in the most recent season, to catch up on. I do not have four hours a week to actively listen. I listen to podcasts, but I'm passively listening to them half the time. This, there's too much that goes on in them that you need to be paying attention to. And outside of that, there's not a lot of real RP, like heavy-duty RP done. Like lots of happy clappy stuff but yeah. when stuff gets serious it doesn't it doesn't hold very long and i said to ben i'm like she made friends with this person she has just moved to a new country and this is one of the like half a dozen people she knows that she has spent time with just the two of them she is going to be heavily affected by this and we had conversations about how we could get potentia to different places and get make sure that she was still there and present but it's why i didn't put her in that um, pub crawl episode i was like i can't yeah. she's not going because like yeah I'm, so, i, I, like, I, I kind of expected that but i also it made sense for the characters to try and get potential to come along to a fun thing but also yeah. like it just wasn't the right time it didn't make sense no. for, for her. and i think the thing i struggled with the most and you know this ross and joe knows this was that your characters didn't seem to give a crap for a yeah. really long time and i think that's where it's harder as an rp person because, like, I, people know, I come from a theatre background, I've just come out of doing a show, I'm about to go into doing something else. Like, I spend a lot of time building characters and living in them, because that's what theatre is. And so for me to do it for this, for, is it doesn't tax me very much. Um, I even, think had, but, say, had Rafi actually died we would have seen a much different reaction from Harold. But obviously Harold was the only one who knew that he hadn't died. But, so but, like, and saying, but like, and in saying that, my brain goes, okay, what, and I, we've had, has the episode come out where we've had the face-off? I think it has. Uh, where, yes. with the reveals in the, in, the, in the underground library. The most recent episode, Rogue Machine. Yeah, okay, mm. so, so the fact that for six to eight weeks, depending on how you run the timelines, someone who is one of the few people who knows something about her in fact i think the only person who knows what her actual last name is aside from his dad and we all know what i think of him mm. like the fact that that person kept a secret from her for eight weeks six eight six to eight weeks is a lot and that was what was that weighed on my mind a lot more um in terms of like yeah. playing it people should play to the level that they are comfortable playing to i mm. play heavy duty characters because I am a performer who plays heavy duty characters. I don't, it doesn't bother me. These guys check in, check in on me. Um, like, especially after the bone and scene, I got messages from both Ben and Joe being like, you're good. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like I need a minute to go like make myself less snotty. But like, other than that, like I'm fine. It's so I think with RP, it's really important that the person is comfortable and you only push yourself to the level that you are at on that day as well. Um, yeah. If you are not up for it, you don't do it that day. You, but you I think take also it to a lower level. The other people that you're with mm. as well. Um, uh, I yeah, think... I don't. Oh, Ham, Ham, be fully ready. Sorry, Ham's in the chat. Uh, be fully ready for me to go full RP, and you know this. You've, we've yeah. had this chat. Like, if I was joining a random table, I wouldn't to play do that. D &D, oh God, I would, no. I would yeah. never go that hard. And I did. I didn't yeah. for Jasper. There's the same reason I didn't do that for Jasper. The same reason I haven't done that for any of the one shots, um, unless I know that the people involved are also heavy duty RP people and are also people who know me well enough that it's that we're all going to be good. 
Yeah. Uh, do I change my performance for the podcast versus how I play unrecorded? Kind of. Um, there's mm. a there's a lot of difference because we we record by distance. Yeah. Um, the fact that there is a screen between me and the players is actually helpful for them more than it is for me in that I am not, you're not feeling all of the emotion that's sitting in my physical person acting that through, which means that it is safer and I, it, it's less boundary pushing for everybody else. Yeah, If I've we were a- at the same table, I wouldn't necessarily go quite as far or as hard as I do. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, I... Uh, uh, because I know it's an audio podcast, I actually don't bother acting with my face at all, basically, as we record. I mean, occasionally you'll get that Which like... Which makes it really hard for Joe and I to know what Harold is feeling, Ross. Yeah, Use I your know. face, it's important. I, I, <laughs> Tells I, us know, everything. I tend to just, you know, obviously voice acting, but I, I, I tend not to... Um, I tend not to really, like, do much facial acting. And I suppose that's because there is that disconnect, like Kate said, because we're not in a room. I think if we were in a room, I would be more tempted. But I've I've played a lot of games where people haven't really been heavily into RP. In terms of, like, like inhabiting a character so much, like, I've definitely played heaps with people who make decisions as a character, but not necessarily be a character. Um... So yeah, I, I haven't really. I, I don't think I've ever played a game that wasn't a recording where everyone was also doing the heavy characterization. So I actually don't really know. I, I will also know. say I've only ever played one game in person. It was at PAX with yeah. the Fate Script team, um, and Michaela killed me within an hour. It was great. Um, so <laughs> I can't actually speak necessarily to how I would play in person. I I think I probably Sorry. didn't have the most experience with the different mm. versions. Um, uh, in person, I am more animated. Yeah. Um, with my my body language, um, but I'm probably less mindful of my voice. Yeah. And I, and I'll and I. If you're listening to this show, you know I drop accents. I I try. Oh, and yeah. I drop accents all the time. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's really hard, it's so though, funny. because um, in an ideal world, what we would do if we had the time is every time that we had a character with a different accent or voice, we would actually go back and do that with consideration. Um, you know, my... I mean, my ultimate dream, like... Uh, I mean, to bring up Critical Role again, you know, the fact that they've got this animated series like my dream would be to sort of like be able to produce something like that and actually really act in something like that yeah but having said that that doesn't fulfill the same interest that having to actually improvise a character on the spot has as well and i i think without i i wouldn't want to only be able to do one i i, I really love the fact that when we're having a conversation um you actually sometimes forget that you're playing with your friends. Well, I mean, I, I I can only speak for myself, but like the conversations we have as a group, like what you're experiencing now is pretty similar to kind of how we talk to each other when we're just in between scenes. But I mean, obviously I can't speak for Joe, but I know Kate and I, when we're playing in that moment as we're reacting, we're the characters, like we're not, we're not us. And there are people in the chat who know that because they've played with me in other games. Um, yeah. I 
uh, I mean, definitely a, a voice or a, like an accent or something to to help with your character get like be into your character's mindset. I find helpful. Yeah. Um, which is why uh, in the game that I play in regularly on a Saturday night, um, uh, Dragonborn Monk Haragonoth Gordagul, I have a voice that I do when I whenever mm. I talk as him, um, and we play over Discord but without a camera, so like yeah. I'm just focused on my voice for that. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to times when I've been a DM in person or played in person and I'll like do all kinds of strange things with like blankets to like make myself appear different shapes or whatever uh, yeah. to be you know a tortoise or something. I will also say I think it would also be different if we were streaming our games. Because oh, yeah. we record because we record audio only content and I, I've answered this in the chat but I will say it again for those who aren't reading chat. Um, someone asked about um, how important that that voice and those descriptions are because of the fact it's a podcast. And I'm like, yes, it's why we play theater of the mind, not on a virtual tabletop. Mm. Um, so I totally get that Ben and Ross and Joe, to some extent, don't face act when we're doing stuff. But if we were streaming that content, that would be different. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Do, I do do it because what I am trying to do by acting with my face is telegraph to the other players and to Ben the emotional state of my character without me ever having to tell them more because I actually don't want it to be in the audio of like, she is feeling like this because that was, it would break me out of what I'm doing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially. Has my mic bitten the dust? What? It's my mic. You're very like quiet that? all of a sudden. Yeah. The... Cool. Great. Um, we may have I can to hear use... you better now. Yeah. It's just... So Reaper versus this is, so I the recording software Twitch. we're using. The recording software yeah. we're using and this are doing two very different things and we yeah. don't know why. Yeah. Love that. We, we are working on it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, actually, something that you don't hear because we edit, actually, um, Harold's voice comes quite naturally to me because obviously I grew up in England. I know a lot of English accents and that sort of accent that I'm doing is actually a little surreal in that no one really talks how Harold talks and that's a conscious choice of mine. It's it's a little exaggerated, but also underplayed at the same time. Um, when I play, uh, I'm blanking on the name, but when I play the dwarf, the Scottish character, what you don't hear because of the editing is that I often actually, before I talk, there's a lot more of a pause when I play him because yeah. actually I'm playing it in my head. How does that accent sound? Because if you just open your mouth, and if you want to see this, a bit of a shameless plug, um... I just streamed some narrative games and I gave each character a new accent, but I did that on the fly and those accents are bad. So if you, if you track think, that down, you'll see that. I think there's definitely, there's definitely a difference between somebody who works with accents and can slide in and out of them regularly and someone who has to put them on for a character on stream. And yes, I did deliberately just put that on because then I can transition into something else if you want me to. And that's because I've done a lot of work making sure that I can transition and I have particular ones that I'll drop in and out of in a very specific way. And that's the thing but as well, right? It's I've about, practiced that. It's Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, it's about ones that you've practiced. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I definitely, when I'm playing other characters that have different accents, you don't hear it because we edit it, but I do tend to actually take a second to try and play it in my head. Because it's a lot. There's some great facial expressions when it. that happens. That's that's it's like yeah, that's the, um, you know, because huh? obviously, um, if you can play it in your head, it's a lot easier to then speak it rather than yeah. have your brain try and do both. 
Like, there are certain accents that I can just kind of do, and there are others that I can't because I just haven't really practiced them. Um, you know, with Klaus, I, I did actually spend some time preparing for that. Like, I actually... I watched a bunch of English-speaking German people to try and, like, pick up how they talk. Not in German, but speaking English. Um, and I think if you are going to earnestly attempt anything like that, uh, that's what I would recommend. Like, look up videos of the people you're trying to emulate speaking the language you'll be talking in. Because th there's, there's no point listening to a bunch of, say, Italian people speak in Italian if you're then going to be speaking English in an Italian accent. Well, I will say yes and no. Um, what I have found is a lot of the time when someone's trying to mimic, there are core elements of your na native accent that will come through. And I know this because I sit in theatres all the time and cringe when I can feel the drop coming. Um, my recommendation is not just to know what it sounds like from what someone, when you've listened to people, but to figure out where in your face a sound sits so for and how wide your mouth needs to be. So, for example, if French accent, the sound is out about here. It's not actually in my face. It's like level with my nose, but out in front. And I'm talking through a hole about the size of a pin. But because you want someone who is, their mouth doesn't move very much because that is how the sounds, is the easiest to make a mimicry of the sound. Whereas if I want thick Australian, I'm going as wide as I can and I'm sitting on my vocal cords. Because all of a sudden I just want to sit back here and then all like that's how to make it wide will suddenly make that sound happen. Same goes with the southern accent versus other places in the States. It depends on where they are placed in your face as well as how wide your mouth is going and how much your mouth moves. But it is hard to do, but don't just focus on what it sounds like if you are trying to do it regularly and repeatedly. Figure out well, how it's it about feels practice, right? You have face. to you have to like hear yourself do it. Yeah, but if, also, if you don't, you can't adjust, basically. But it is important to know roughly where things need to be, as because you can feel when it's wrong. Um, if it's words that you haven't heard or sounds you have to figure out, like new sounds, yeah, 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 like ones that you because there's so many words that you just aren't going to hear someone yeah. talk, especially in a fantasy setting, right? Well, let's talk a little bit more about. Um, I think to close the show, let's talk a little bit more about Rafi slash Catchall because um, actually, I, I suppose, Kate, we've talked a little bit about your reactions to everything. And uh, like Joe had her own reaction, which I wasn't prepared for necessarily, actually. Um, I'm, and, and, and by Joe, I mean as Meredith. Well, what, how, um, how did you deal with her reaction? Because you had to deal with the fact that all of us reacted very differently, including Ben having to what having to be Rafi against your reactions to everybody else. Yeah, so obviously... Now, I'll be honest. When I when I picked up Rafi's body, I as a player knew that it had been... It will be longer than a minute before I got to Martha. So I was fully expecting him to be dead, okay? Like, Harold doesn't know that, but I as a player know that simple resurrections have a minute, basically. You've got... There's a clock. Um, and I, I, I thought Rafi was dead, but I, I thought that in the moment, Harold would not accept that fact. But obviously, uh, we were able to sort of make an interesting story out of the fact that he was alive. And I'll be honest, I don't, I don't fully know that Harold would necessarily have made the choice. If I was being fully honest to the character, I don't necessarily know that Harold would have made the choice to lie to everybody. Honestly, I, I I think that he probably wouldn't have. However, 
I didn't However, think... he did. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't think it was so far out of character for him to see keeping the secret as an act of loyalty to someone who had given a lot for him. And so, honest, like, if... Like, if I was being totally true to Harold, I think I would have just told everyone he was alive. But, you know, obviously, for reasons, he needs to stay low-key. But I thought it would make a much more interesting narrative if Harold kept that secret. And it it didn't... It wasn't far enough out of his character for me to be like, no, that just definitely wouldn't happen. Like, there are some things that I wouldn't do for the sake of a good story if I really didn't think Harold would do it. But in this case, I was like... <sighs> It, he probably wouldn't, but I could see how he would. So I kind of just made a choice as someone trying to make entertainment to, you know, in, introduce a little bit of drama into things. Um, I think I had Potentia's reactions pretty well in my head measured. Like, I, I kind of knew what the consequence might be. Um, well, you knew what the consequences might be, but you didn't necessarily know what I was, what Kate, the player, was, was about to make her incredibly depressed for many, many weeks. Well, <laughs> I, it was more that I didn't know that the next arc was going to take as long in in real time as it did um because obviously harold had his presentation that he was um focusing on and then like a sort of awkward interaction with her like in between uh well there's also the um the there's like three tiny arcs there's like the the yeah shrunk you down arc yeah but that was like almost immediately afterwards so like that was that was like pretty soon afterwards and so i i guess i i wasn't really expecting there to be so much physical because there's actually i don't know if you know this there's about a year in between those events happening um the the um in terms of when we recorded them yeah, yeah. the bridge the bridge episode and all you lot finally finding out that um raffi was alive there's about a year of real time in between those two events yeah you, even though wanna, you know how fun it is playing a depressed character for a year or it's not yeah. is the short answer to that question yeah. Do not so, recommend. So obviously, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't expecting in real life terms for for the secret to to go on for that long. Um but I guess in game terms it makes sense. I guess I kind of expected Meredith to be understanding of why Harold did it, but I wasn't expecting her to be so kind of angry at Raffi, I suppose. But having said that, it is quite on brand for Meredith to be like, why you you've been such an idiot though. <laughs> And that's the thing. Raffi has made a lot of poor choices. And I think as a character, Mer like my my view of Meredith is that she's, she's, whilst being quite a kind and understanding person, she also has a limited amount of patience for people who don't learn from their mistakes, I think. Ben, what did you think about Raffi's reaction to you, like, to, like, after you had told Potentia and Meredith there's a scene with with Harold and Raffi. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one because um, I honestly didn't know what to expect from Raffi because I think what I like about him is that he's quite surprising as a character. Like he has really nicely established traits, but like his decision to intervene at all in that battle is like quite a surprising thing to learn. Um, and. I, I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, Harold was kind of there trying to, like, offer him redemption. And I, I think it was... In, I don't think I was quite expecting Raffi not to feel like he deserved it. But then 
looking back, it does make sense because he 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 you know he sees all the mistakes that it's made, right? Whereas Harold's a bit. I mean, Harold's a lot more optimistic than I am as a person. Um, and all Harold sees are the good deeds that he's done. Um, whereas obviously, and most people are like this, aren't they, in real life? You, te- you tend to dwell on the things and the mistakes that you've made rather than the positive force that you've had in the world. So it makes sense that Rafi actually would be like, but I owe, I owe so many people, I've done all these things. It makes sense in a way. But at the time, I wasn't quite expecting to have to like, I was expecting to have to persuade Potentia and Joe. I wasn't... Pe- expecting to have to potential murder. <laughs> um, it's funny yeah 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 um i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't expecting to have to persuade raffi also so that that kind of made it interesting yeah what, what did you think about the like anger he had when you found out when, when raffi found out what keeping the secret meant in terms of harming relationships with people I think that made sense to me that like I think I would be upset if even indirectly I had done something that had that had negatively impacted someone that I cared about like that like I I think it makes sense that even though even though Rafi really didn't have a choice in the matter I think I think the differences between Harold and um, Rafi is that Harold had considered the effect it would have on everyone to not not tell people right like he he had to make that choice whereas I don't think Rafi I, I don't get the sense that Rafi thought about what would happen if people found out he was alive and I don't think he realized that anyone would care that he care that he had died and I think that's the difference isn't it that Harold kind of knew that people would care that he was gone whereas I don't think Rafi realized that people would care and I think I can see why, at, at realizing that, he would be angry at Harold and also at himself. Yeah. I yeah. thought okay. it was really funny for me that Harold didn't realize he'd be upset. Like, I, I, Kate the player, and as Potentia, would fully expect that if you hadn't told Rafi that you hadn't told me and I'd had the reaction that I'd had I am surprised that I'm surprised that you're somewhat surprised at the reaction does that make sense because I think about real world like secret keeping has multiple flow-on effects and you you know you don't realize when you've kept a secret for somebody what that impact can have especially if someone doesn't communicate it back to you but I was I was surprised that Rafi was a s- the, the interaction between Rafi and Potential was interesting to me because I was like, huh, I can't quite. <laughs> I don't know how to play this because the reaction you'd had was so different to what I'd expected, if that makes sense. Like, because you were so surprised that he'd been that hurt, I would have thought that you, like, I as Potential would have thought you would have told him already. So Rafi's so- super soft reaction was really weird for me to play opposite. If that makes sense. Like Kate expecting you to have a certain reaction, and you not having that reaction mm-hmm. meant that the following reactions were wild. Yeah, and actually, I should say that um, 
pretty much all of the interactions between Rafi and Harold have actually been between just Ben and I because of the way we recorded those yeah. interactions. Um, so no one that else. Means, that means yeah. Kate hasn't listened to any of them. Yeah. For clarity, so, it so, hasn't so genuinely, the other players don't have any idea what kind of relationship Harold and Rafi have had for the past. I mean, in game, month and a bit, but in real life, like a year, basically, at this point. Uh, well, let's let's wrap things up with this. Hang question. on, hang on, hang on. I got, got I got one in the I got one in All the right. can. Excuse All me, right. Ham. I know we'll, we'll right. come to yours in a second, Ham. But someone did just message me one privately because they're not on the stream because they are working, but they had a question they wanted to ask, uh, which is given that the adventures have their fair share of inter- sorry, given that the adventurers have had their fair share of internal strife, has each player considered under what conditions they would their character choose to leave the party, either for a time or permanent? Mm. I can answer this while you guys have thinking time if you want, because uh, Josh yeah, well, asked this question. Well, let's start with yeah. you then, Kate. I had warned Ben that I was very close to potential leaving. I was so very close to her just leaving because the two people who she thought cared about her had shown absolutely no interest in help, like in pulling her out of the depression she was in. I was incredibly close to just the next time any of you came basically slamming the door in your face um, because she was done. Like, she was that far down a hole that um, you were not... And if you'd left it much longer, then finding out, like, we've barely had any conversations, like, None of some of this hasn't been released yet, but there's been barely any conversations between Harold and her about all of it, and there will need to be. Yeah, I was going to say but, I have I have thoughts about that as Harold, but I'm I'm not going to address those no, 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 on this because that's, that's actually going to be I I assume a major part of yeah. and the like, next few interactions. I think yeah, so. I don't want to say too much about that. I'm not I'm not going to color a whole bunch of this too much, um, other than to say that. Like, there will be some conversations that have to happen, but if those conversations had been delayed by much more, like, literally even a few days more, then I do not think that potential would still be in the campaign. Um, in terms of finding another character, that's easy. We're at a university campus. Like, we can, I can bring in another yeah. character from basically anywhere. Um, I have a backup character. Ben does not know this, but there is a backup character for this world in my D&D Beyond that I could very easily just port over and give him within about an hour's notice because she's not currently leveled to the appropriate level. But, you know, it. I am aware of it and it very nearly needed to happen. Um, having had Trillis in the back burner was useful because I could just put her into that episode when I didn't think potential would be there. But I have a backup character. So. I... Yes, I, I can I can see a situation where Harold would feel the need to leave the group. But I, I actually don't want to say what that is because... Um, I only did because we know what it is because it was like, well, yeah. we know one of the reasons because it was right there. There exactly, are other reasons, yeah. but that's a, yeah. that's a core example of um, recent But recent yes, um, I, I will definitely say that um, for me, even though we're doing a podcast and it is obviously meant for entertainment... Uh, if Harold has to leave or or anything else, uh, I'm perfectly happy to let that character go if it makes sense for the character uh, and bring in 
someone else. Um, one of the nice things is, though, having played, obviously, with this group, I definitely think... I mean, I actually think this group works very well as a set of characters, and I'm really thankful for we that. We need a tank. But, yeah, I think I would... You're, supp- you're the druid. You're the I tank. Know. You are the I least think... tanky tank. I think I would definitely... I have a very particular character in mind, I think, that I would bring in, though. Knowing the group and the dynamics, I think I, I kind of know what the group needs. Uh, I say needs, could benefit by, you know. Mm. Um... So yes, there's definitely, I'm not afraid of, I mean, you've seen, Harold, I think, has been unconscious the most out of anyone. Yeah, because you're the tank, that's the um, point. <laughs> yes, he has. I, will I have, say I'm that yet to go unconscious. I'm yet to be it, taken anywhere out of the game. It is a case of like, Harold, I think, has this sense of heroism. And so I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a player, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly aware that he could die. Like he puts himself in a situation a lot where he might, you know, he might he might not pass the death saves and who who knows so um yeah i guess we'll see um we're not getting gore to follow us everywhere ben no. um you have muted yourself but i just wanted yes. to check did you have you had conversations with joe and or do you have any perspective on um, that i have an additional like a second part of this question but that's like the core first part. um i have had conversations with joe i that's joe's story so i'm not gonna yeah, go into no, that exactly um i think it, I, I just want to point out that it actually because we are playing at a university, the idea of somebody who starts studying and then decides, no, I'm doing something else and goes away and like leaves a story incomplete is actually very truthful to yeah, real absolutely. life. So many people I know have yeah. finished or like finished their course or left early and just gone back overseas or moved or just started working and they just fall away out of your community and it's also exchange that we have as an option too exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i i could see a situation where maybe um you know i i mean we're coming up on two years on playing these characters now maybe we find a situation where the characters are temporarily out of the action and we give ourselves the chance for an extended period of time to play a different character but it would definitely B-team. have to make sense but it would have ah, to make sense for the characters so the, the shut story. up and write crew are coming back excellent good to know um, oh definitely uh so the second part of this question we have discussed lightly but has not been heavily duty heavy duty discussed by us because it hasn't really been a problem until fairly recently, um, which is that of character death. So yeah. the idea of like, we rarely got, the fact that I have I am the squishy wizard and I've never gone unconscious says yeah. something about the dangerousness, that'll do, yeah. that's a word, um, of the world. But in the same breath, dice can screw you completely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, as as evidenced with a one shot that I played with um with raging rolls recently, where just the dice killed me and I got mind flayed and turned into the noodle from Lady in the Tramp. It was bad, but you know it it does happen in games. Um, and the question kind of revolves around that idea of like, you know, what conditions would uh, do we look at character death? I mean, we've had one, which was Raffi, but then it wasn't really a death anyway. So mm. I mean, I I think I've said this previously on possibly another common room where i have i have thoughts and plans about your death 
Yeah. Yeah. But what if they uh, don't go the way you planned it? What if it's the dice? What if the dice decide? Mm. I... What if I died on top of that mountain? Mm. <laughs> Uh, have played with a DM who has a, a house rule that he, he gives, which is everyone gets to make one stupid decision mm-hmm. without the consequence of death. There will be consequences, but it won't be your character's death. Yes. Yeah. And and, every, and you know, he runs a very kind of hardcore game, but it's a, everybody gets one chance to make that, that dumb mistake per campaign um i think every character i've played has has used that one chance uh in those those games because they happen frequently yeah um yeah i mean i think there'd be there's there's a difference between the dice betraying your character causing a death and you doing something dumb doing something well doing something purposefully that results in death like if yeah if if ever a character sacrificed themselves to yeah. save the group or save something it's something meaningful i wouldn't i wouldn't walk that back with something else i don't think yeah 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 so i i think that's don't don't think that we're playing this show without stakes like our characters can die like i mean we i took out uh, two of you yeah. into death saves. Still not the yeah. squishy wizard, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Invincible! I don't actually think that, Ben, just for clarity. I do not think uh, that okay. Potentia is invincible. In fact, I acknowledge that she's incredibly squishy. Well, I think yeah. it's also like the nature of the game. Like, we aren't playing a very high deadly game. Like, we aren't going into We're not playing high combat, crawls. even. Like, we yeah, play a yeah. lot of RP, a very low combat. Which yeah. can change in at the blink of an eye, but um. well, I guess on a similar note, then let's um, wrap up on Ham's question, which is, mm. I mean, Ben, do you do you have a pretty solid idea of like how the campaign will end, or is it kind of more open ended at this point? And like, I suppose I'll add on to the question a bit. Like, is it more that it'll end when it feels like it should end, or do you have this sort of like arc, like meta arc that you think will play out, and then maybe we move on to something different? Um, I mean, that's tricky because there are kind of, there are, I would say, three timelines that I'm working on. There is the unequivocal march of time that is your PhDs. Yes. Yeah. You you are progressing through your PhDs. We're like um, two months in at this point. I mean, we're, com- we're coming up on Six almost months. mid, like mid-year. Yeah. Uh, like we're coming up on the the halfway point of the first year of your your PhDs yeah and PhDs in general go for about three to four years yeah yeah we uh, have I, time yeah there is time I think we're we're moving faster through that time now we definitely the first month two months of of being at university a lot of stuff happened uh and we're now giving our characters time to act, giving them actual space yeah. to yeah. to move through those things and yeah, there will be times where time a character this. will spend a month doing preparation for a big presentation or a, yeah. a, a PhD yeah. thing a milestone and so it'll make sense that oh we jump forward a month because 
everyone's been busy. That's the next time an adventure happens. Yeah. And we can assume that the characters get together and have lunch and things in that time. Well, but sometimes. The, some of them. Um, but, like, the the next interesting story beat that we pick up with them is, like, a month or two months, or however, however long it is. Yeah. So I expect that the more we go, the faster time will ramp up until we get to some critical point near the end, near their PhDs finishing. That is one yeah. timeline. There's a second timeline, which is the, like, big bad in the background, you know, this mysterious organization doing things and interacting with the group. And we've already seen the first, like, play, like bit, little bits of, of what that could be and where that goes. And you know, does that... Is that completely separate? Does that weave into the PhD storyline? We'll see. And I, I do have... Yeah plans for for those things and ideally when phd storyline like line comes to an end big bad background storyline comes to an end close to a point where that match it we like we have like you wouldn't want them to be too disparate yeah and then the third the third layer of this is individual character story arcs yeah where is that character going in a meaningful journey through their life? And there will be multiple arcs for each character. I am I, you know, every every person has multiple parts in their life, and we'll see bits of that as we go through. And so, I hope that when we get to the end of PhD, end of Big Bad, background things, that it lines up with us with a a character moment as well some kind of individual personal growth and possibly that might be an episode or two at the end like epilogue because we are not doing harry potter we are not doing 20 years in the future guys like it's not happening no it'd be more like oh this is an immediate goal of the character yeah and it makes sense for them to like you know harold Harold right now has a lot of trust in Potentia and Joe, I mean, and Meredith. Um, and obviously, you know, let's say some some amazing lead on where his uncle might be turns up. You know, he's going to want them because he's like, he, they're, he's the, like, they're the ones that he trusts and whether they would want to go along is up to them. But Harold would certainly have a reason to want them there, you know, I as think, the people that he trusts the most. So I think there would actually be I don't know if this is what we'll we'll eventually do, um, but I think there is something powerful about like reunions, yeah. And whether you know af- after the the finish of the show, we do a special or something, and that picks up ten years later. No, which we is, are not Harry which, Potter which is, again. Which is I want to point out. No. A, a blink in the eye for Potentia as an elf. I know, but That's it's still true. Harry Pottering it. It's but... still Harry Pottering it. No, we know those suck. And like yeah. you can, you can find. Look, chat. If you want to know about Potentia in her three hundreds, four hundreds, and five hundreds, maybe that's what I need to write as a as a blog blog entries or whatever. But I yeah. think like the other thing to note though is that we do do time dilation essentially. Like Ben was talking about mm. with the time passes in certain ways at certain times. We have had times where Ben's been like, we need to skip this far ahead. And we're like, nope, no, mm. no dice. 
We yeah. need character stuff right now because much as you don't want that to be now, it needs mm -hmm. to be now. I mean, the nice thing is about our show is that we're actually not afraid to have an episode that is just RP. And I think we've had an entire episode where all we did was sit in a cafe. And I think that's yeah. nice. And that you told you me the truth and I walked that. away. No, no, but no, there's there'd been be multiple then. cafe episodes, yeah, actually. Yeah. And it, it's 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 actually nice that you as the audience are on the, the journey with us for that too. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people would be angsty for like the action and the combat. And I'm, I'm glad that we've found an audience that is just as interested in the cafe chats as they are in like, you know, fighting the Balrog in Khazad Doom or whatever. Like it's, it's you know. And I think we've, we've tried to strike a good balance with that too. Like we are yeah. aware when we have had a bunch of episodes where we've just talked. Um, yeah. For example, the stuff where we saw, we ended our recording session on the some conversations after the crying in the library moment, and yeah. people went, "Okay, so we can't, we don't want to do anything more today. Like we have time yeah. left in our schedule, but yeah, like, yeah, that's right, we can't today." And yeah, like self care sometimes. Well, actually, but it wasn't you know. even necessarily that. It was that like that's the end. Like we yeah. right now, we need to go away and work out how we pick up from here, not. Yeah. to try and force it um so when yeah. we do have big long chatty episodes it's usually because we're like well this is what's happening today we didn't know this is what was happening today we've got our spells prepared we've got everything prepared mm. some days it's not what we expect um yeah some days it is some days it's god knows what comes out some days it's moon crabs but um, there's um <laughs> there's plenty of juice left in the tank let's just put it that way i think yeah. um yeah and there's certainly like kobold capers that are coming out along the way and things like that too. So just because we finished this campaign as well doesn't mean that the oh, world is, be, yeah. is yeah. going And away. I think all of us as creatives uh, are wanting to do more things. And yeah. whether that's play in other people's games um, or, you know, try our hand at different genres or different systems. Um, and I don't think a lot of those things would live on dungeons and doctorates so there's probably yeah. a conversation we'll have about where those things will be but i mean i, you know, I'll tell you what i have a i have a concept uh and if you're interested in playing i am open to whoever wants to get involved to get involved so you can reach out to us via us the website that's right um, i'm gonna do some shameless plugs now because it's Let's go. my right to do so as the person who runs all that stupid social media um so uh, first things first, uh, we have a website, uh, dndoctorates.com. I did a revamp on it. It's pretty now. Um, it has a whole bunch of content, including how to reach out to us, but also how to support us. At the moment, we uh, have a promo code to back a Kickstarter uh, that gets us a little kickback to help us pay for our costs. Um, we also have um, a Ko-fi, which has just been set up. So if you don't have the capacity to subscribe or like donate big amounts of money, buy me a coffee. It means that I, I don't have to go insane while I'm uh, making merch designs. Speaking of merch, uh, we also have merchandise. We will be, as I said, looking for an Australian provider for some objects because we do know that the shipping costs are stupid right now. Yeah. We are working on it. Um, it yeah. is just a case of finding somewhere that we know can print fast enough so you're not waiting for forever and also doesn't need to do certain size runs in order to make something feasible yeah. and viable. So we're looking at all of that. Um, keep an eye on our website. We will be having some more things go up there on the regular, uh, especially now that my show is done. I have time on weekends to do things. Um, but if anyone does want to work with us, uh, please reach out the, yeah. or to me because I do a lot of our coordination of our guests. So if you're yeah. willing to guest on the podcast, come talk to me. I promise I'm not as scary uh, as I sound sometimes on the internet. 
Yeah. And that goes both ways. Like, ask, you know, if you want to join in the fun, let us know. If, if you think our voice would be ideal for your project, uh, reach out as well. We're all pretty keen on that too, so. Yeah. Who's telling me I can come guest on their stuff? I love when people's handles don't make sense to me because the internet is a, a weird place where I know people by one handle on one platform and another handle on another platform. Dang it. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of, uh, we, are, we have been making um, our handle on other alternative platforms. Oh, yes. We now have Hive. The same, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. We're the same everywhere. I've been trying very hard to make sure that we are the same everywhere. We are D N doctorates, like you can see, uh, basically everywhere. Um, yeah. Please come hang out. I Otherwise, I lurk there by myself and look like a loner. So come hang yeah. out with me. <laughs> All right. Thank internet. you, uh, everyone, uh, for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for the audience questions. I hope uh, you had a good time. And we will be doing this again i think sometime soon we're trying to have a more regular like set time for when the common rooms come now we're doing them live uh so we'll be doing that and uh if you missed anything you can find it in the podcast recording uh hello i'm waving at you podcast people also like uh yes yes bugbear i will 100 percent come guest on your podcast uh hit me up on the internet yes yes sorry talk about right. that later <laughs> all right everyone bye bye bye, bye. <laughs>